Welcome to Beneath the Wing. Just like air passing over the wing of an aircraft provides lift, the people we meet can also give us lift in life by sharing their stories of strength and success, connecting us all. Beneath the Wing explores the stories of the men and women connected with the Minnesota Air National Guard's 133rd Airlift Wing. This special series is dedicated to our Airmen's first year stories. Hear from our Wing's newest members, from enlisted aviators to electricians, aircraft maintainers to medics, and all jobs in between. These Airmen have transformed from high school students to dedicated and involved members of the 133rd Airlift Wing family. In their own words, they'll share how they chose their military job, the connection they have with the team, and how they have changed from young civilian to American airmen. I'm your host, Wing Command Chief, Mark Legvold. Joining me today is Airman First Class Lily Valvidia. Lily is a Security Forces Apprentice. She grew up in Maple Grove, Minnesota. And more importantly, she is employed as a police officer in Rogers, Minnesota. Welcome, Lily. Good evening, Chief. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. It's uh, fantastic to talk to you. You're way up north of the cities, and I'm way down south, and we're doing this through the miracle of the Internet, so even old dogs like me can learn new tricks. Thanks for doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, so you grew up in Maple Grove. Um, I know that for your ninth and 10th grade year, you attended the high school, but then you stopped going to the high school and started going to college right away. How does that work? Yeah, so for my 11th and 12th year of high school, I ended up enrolling in the post-secondary enrollment. So I ended up going to North Hennepin Community College full-time, simultaneously doing high school um, so I could obtain some college credits and wrap up that associate's degree a little faster. Nice. Did you finish your associates uh, about the same time you finished high school? Almost. I had. I didn't want to go for my liberal arts degree. I ended up wanting to um, get my associates in criminal justice, so it required a couple more credits. So I ended up having to do one more semester after high school, but not too far apart. Nice. Well, congratulations on finishing that up. You joined the Air National Guard in 2020. Were you done with high school then? Yeah, so I finished high school June 5th, and then I listed June 10th, so pretty close together. Awesome. And then uh, you, you hung out with us for a little while and didn't go to basic training until that winter, February of 2021, correct? Yep. Tell us what your experience was like uh, coming to drill weekends, being done with high school, uh, and showing up in civilian clothes waiting to go to basic training. What was that experience like for you? That was definitely a different experience for me. Um, that was pretty much peak COVID, right, when everything started to kick off. So I never really attended a drill prior to going to basic. Uh, I wasn't really in student flight at all. That wasn't happening um, really in person. So my drills looked a little different than what they do right now. I was doing the online stuff. Um, with my unit. So basic was pretty much uh, the military aspect overall was um, a whole new experience for me, all fresh pretty much right when I left for basic. So you uh, basically hopped onto a, on a plane in February, pretty cold, not necessarily knowing everything about, you know, the military, the military structure. Uh, what did you do to prepare for the experience of basic military training? 
Yeah, I feel like my preparation was a, a little different than other people's. Um, I didn't really know the people in my unit quite yet, not getting to know everybody in person. So kind of asking family, friends who were prior uh, service members, seeing what they did um, and how they prepared was definitely how I, how I got ready mentally. But more importantly, um, I got ready physically as well, knowing that it would be a, a challenge ahead. Um going to the gym and um, kind of knowing what to pack was pretty much all I did. And then cold turkey hopped on the plane and kind of see where it took me. But You mentioned you got a little bit of advice from some family. Do you, do you have a lot of family members that served in the military prior to you? I have quite a few distant relatives. Um, I talked more of family friends who or prior service, they were in the Marines and Army, so not not the quite exact same thing, but definitely definitely better than none. So, yeah, I would say that the Army and the Marine Corps are, are it's a good place to serve your country. It's definitely a lot different than the Air Guard and how we do things. Um, at some point, Lily, this was something you were exploring and thinking about. And I imagine you had to sit down and chatted with your folks about the idea of military service. And uh, being the father of a daughter, I, I would have questions as a parent. How did you approach that conversation in your home? <laughs> that, that's a good story. Uh, I feel like both my mom and dad knew that this was bound to happen. Um, I was always the, the kid running around the backyard, you know, playing Nerf guns, all sorts of that stuff. So I think they I think they knew it was bound to happen. Um I was pretty certain this is what I wanted to do going into high school. Um so when I always were talking about it and bringing it up around the house, I think the main main concern everyone has is the commitment aspect of it. It's the it's a long term. It's not just something that you're going away for basic training and coming back home. Um so I think my dad was making sure that this was something I wanted to do and they were very supportive with the the whole thing and continuing to be till this day. I'm glad to hear that. Sometimes that's a tough conversation to have. And you mentioned the commitment, Lily, did you sign up and enlist for a four year uh, term or a six year term? I did a six year term. And why did you choose to commit six years instead of four? Uh, I couldn't tell you that one. I'm not going into it. I didn't know a lot of the um, commitment um, differences, I guess you'd call it. So talking with my recruiter, um, you know, really relying on what he said to what the best option was for me. Yeah. They, they guided you through that process. It, uh, we're definitely happy that you chose the six year, but you know, there are other, are other options for new airmen coming into the, the national guard and the air national guard. Uh, you are a security forces apprentice, meaning you are learning the job of security forces in the Air National Guard and Air Force. What does that job do? Um, our main mission is going to be base security um, and some law enforcement aspects as well. Um, you know, still learning the job as a newer airman has been a great opportunity to be able to work flight on some drill weekends and getting those um, mess days in, which is something where you come back from your tech school and get to work full time out on base to kind of learn your job better has has been an eye opener. It's it's given you a better idea of 
kind of what we do, whether that's, um, you know, patrolling the base as a more law enforcement side or working up at the front gate, checking IDs and um, more of your base security aspects of it. Did you choose that career field on purpose because you were interested in law enforcement? I did. I did. Um, you mentioned or we mentioned earlier that uh, you are now a um, police officer, a police officer in training at Rogers PD? Yes, I um, just started my field training there. What is field training like for a uh, new police officer? Uh, it's basically where you're paired up with an experienced officer. They're called FTOs, where you're kind of like um, an apprentice through security forces. You're you're learning the job. You're going through different trainings um, to eventually be out on your own as a full-fledged police officer, I guess you'd want to call it. Um, so you're basically a student with the police department for a couple months. When you were hired on with Rogers Police Department, Lily, was that, did you let them know you're a part of the military, assuming you were a part of the military before you got hired on with them? And how have they been in uh, supporting you being gone on drill weekends and going for training? They did know I was a part of the military. I was a, a prior community service officer for that department. Um, so they've been nothing but supportive. We have a strong military presence um, within the department as well. So a pretty good understanding of what we do and our commitments. Um, but regardless, they've been nothing but supportive. And um, being in the military has definitely um, benefited me in this career field as well. What part of military service, Lily, you say benefited you? How so? Can you explain that? What did you learn? Yeah, so I... I chose security forces with the idea of wanting to go um, into law enforcement on the civilian side. Um, talking with my recruiter, doing research on my own, kind of getting a grasp of what what the security forces job entailed um, through the trainings we do through both security and law enforcement, I thought would give me trainings that you couldn't necessarily get on the level that we do um, in the civilian side. So I wanted to be able to carry that my knowledge and training over to uh, the civilian side. And I felt that it has really benefited me in the field training aspect of it, as well as trying to get hired on with a department. For sure. So many skills that you probably developed um, that all started in February when you left February of 2021, when you left for basic military training, you were thrown into a, a pretty foreign environment when you show up at Lackland Air Force Base in Texas. Uh, what were those first days and, and weeks like in basic training for you? Can you kind of talk us through that? Yeah, they were they were a little hectic for me. Um, that was something I was a little nervous for going was, for me, it was my first time away from home. Um, I went when I was still 18 years old, so it wasn't necessarily that I was nervous to have the basic training experience but more so for me was oh my gosh this is my first time leaving that was more my fear than the the fear of actually being at basic training so that was more of an adjustment for me than than the actual experiences we were having there but for the first couple days it was it was definitely it took some time to get settled in um and starting to build those relationships with your wingmen um it was different but it was it was something i'll never forget Sure. Were you were you scared when you left? Anxious, excited? What were the emotions going down there? All of the above. 
Um, I, I'd say the most thing was excited, but once you're there, they all start to settle in when you're, when you're overnight and everything kind of thinking to yourself, it's like, wow, I'm actually here. Uh, the nerves start to settle in a little bit. Yeah. And you know, Lily, you mentioned the relationships that you had with, uh, with your wingmen, the people that were in your, uh, we call it a flight, which is basically the big group you're going through basic training with. Those are folks from all over the United States and our territories and even uh, some foreign countries that come and join our military. Uh, what were those relationships like as they were just starting to grow? Uh, did you make some close friends or were they all pretty much just work acquaintances that you all slept in a big bay? A little bit of both. Um, our flight was very close through the whole time um, we were there, the whole eight weeks. So I ended up building very close relationships um, to people I still talk to today. Uh, I have a couple friends who went active duty who I visited multiple times after we'd been out of tech school um, just within this year. And um, even people at my unit that I'm currently at right now, I've even built relationships with that short period of time. It's it's something that you don't find really on the outside. It's it's definitely um it's a it's a different experience that a lot of people can't relate to. Yeah. Um moving through tech school, it's about a, a six, seven week time there in San Antonio. Uh you basically finish uh your graduation ceremony in basic training and you didn't have far to travel to go to your tech school, did you, Lily? I did not. It was a short, short bus ride. Short bus ride across the base at Lackland. So you got, yep. to, you got to stay on the same base, and you started, uh, you started your training in security forces. What was that experience like for you? Was it different than basic training or similar or completely, you know, very much the same? It was pretty similar for me. Uh, the nice part was that was that was kind of the the end goal. Um, you're kind of in the home stretch. Um, what something was nice for me was the people that I made really close relationships with in basic training were the people who followed me to tech school. Um, so that was nice. It took a lot of the nerves off. Um, but going in for your first couple of days of tech school, it started to set in as this is what you're here for. This is this is what you signed up for, um, which was, it was a good feeling. Yeah. What was the most fun thing that you remember about going through your tech school for security forces? Probably the field exercises we do, um, whether that was going through ITT or doing FOB exercises. Um, What's ITT and FOB? Uh, ITT was, it was a very physical exercise we did. Um, it's where you're kind of low crawling through a field. Um, it's hard to explain, but it's very, it's a physical activity that you do with all your teammates. Um, trying to get to an end goal, low crawling through a field where it's raining and doing all these um, mentally challenging things. And then five exercises where you're doing kind of like what we do at the base is um, base security. Something that you don't, no going into it and it's one of those things that's thrown at you um when you're there something you can't really prepare for so yeah, something you, new and exciting they got you to uh to react to stuff you've never really had to experience once before in your life as a team right it just wasn't just you out there by yourself right yeah it was definitely a, a team exercise and pretty much everything we did awesome 
the challenges that go along with being in a big group going through a technical school. Um, what was the most challenging part of your tech school training and experience? Probably getting everybody to work together. I didn't. I didn't grow up playing sports. Team, team things were new to me, uh, but it was something I came in with an open mind to, and then it helps you develop your leadership skills, which you carry throughout throughout your time in the military and beyond. Um, and it's something that you, you know, you go through your ups and downs as a team, but eventually you'll get to that end goal. You know, Lily, I think about a uh, 18-year-old um, just graduated from high school, a uh, younger person, and I think these folks are learning leadership skills, and it's it's purposeful, and uh, you seem to have absorbed it. How does how does that military experience, especially going through security forces, make you a better leader of human beings? What have you learned? So many things. It's it's when you're going into a group of 30, 40 people, like basic training, the people who come in with those skills, I mean, they really they really shine. And if you don't, you you'll be singled out, and you know you'll get there one way or another. But even bringing that back back to our base, I mean, you're not looked at as an E3 or an E4. You're all looked at as security forces members. And especially in, in our field, when something goes wrong, you're expected to know what you're doing. So um, you really got to be able to have that presence, command presence, and the skills needed to be in this career field. Did you have that command presence and that, that sense of self-confidence when you were a uh, 17-year-old going through high school? To tell the truth, no, I did not. Um, I was pretty reserved, um, you know, self-conscious, all these things. Um, going into the military, that was that was something that I'd never really crossed my mind that, oh, I'm going to gain this. This is something that I'm going to carry for the rest of my life, but you know, you're, you're singled out when you, when you get to school and, you know, it's pushed on you to take control, take the leadership work as a team. And it's something that you'll learn pretty quick if you don't have it. A lot of people think that leadership, Lily, and, uh, you know, running a team comes down, especially in the military to barking orders, yelling at people and, uh, and just kind of going around and shouting at folks. Is that what leadership looks like to you? Absolutely not. I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, but especially um, getting involved in my unit, it's, I mean, everything's a team effort. There's there's leadership and then there's your people under, but everybody has their role. Everybody contributes um, in one way or another. Um. The first year or the first couple of years in the military, Lily, is full of challenges. It's it's full of things that you weren't really expecting. Uh, what's what's been one thing in your first couple of years here that has really made you say, "Hey, I'm really proud of accomplishing that." Um, probably the overall just learning my job. That was something um, coming into it that was new to me. The whole military. Um, world, I guess you call it, was new. So coming back from tech school, never meeting anybody from my unit, building those relationships and the trust to work side by side with those people have 
has definitely definitely been a, an accomplishment for me. Um, learning my job, working on base, doing those law enforcement things before I even become a police officer has has definitely been a self accomplishment. Good for you. What are your uh, knowing you still got about uh, four and a half years left in your six year commitment with us? What are your big goals for those four years, Lily? Uh, some of my shorter term goals will be um, hope to make E4 relatively soon, getting my five level done. Um, and then one of my one of my long term goals as I um, progress in my career is becoming a mentor for the newer airmen coming in. Um, that's something I really valued um, from the people that did to me. And that's something I want to pass on as I progress further in my career um, that I also did on the civilian side of it as well. Good for you. And and just for folks that are, are wondering, make an E4, that is a rank, correct? Yes. So right now you're an Airman First Class. What's an E4? An E4 is going to be your senior airman. All right. And that's uh, three stripes on your uniform and a lot more responsibility, right? Yes. Yeah. And then you mentioned, Lily, that, you know, getting a five level. So when I when I introduced you here, I said you were a security forces apprentice. You're in an apprenticeship program, meaning you're learning your job. Uh, once you get a five level, uh, you move from a three to a five. Uh, do you know everything about the job then? Yes. You got to go through um, checklists, get signed off on all sorts of training tasks to um, be competent in all sorts of areas of your job. It sounds like a pretty structured approach to making you a well-seasoned security forces member. It definitely is. It's a very structured program, which is nice. Make sure you, that you hit all the, the highlights of your job and going more in depth on, on things that you don't always think of just to make sure you have those tools in the toolbox to be able to pull out when you need them. Once you're done with that five level and you become uh, knowledgeable of the, uh, the field, are you done training, or is there more stuff that you have to learn? Training never really stops. Um, that's something I really enjoy about our unit is we're constantly training. Um, and then you're moving on to your seven level and working towards um, your staff sergeants and constantly um, progressing. Absolutely. Uh, you're right. You know, one of the things that I have learned, uh, having served 30 over 30 years, Lily, is I'm still learning things about the jobs that I've, I've been uh, having the opportunity to do. So do you consider yourself someone that is, you know, intellectually curious and always wanting to learn? Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a busy bee for sure. I like to know the ins and outs of what we do and constantly trying to pick other people's brains to see what else I can learn. That'll, uh, that'll take you a long way. And talking about the structure and how you know, you're not just out there, just here, here's a book and learn this. Um, there's a structure and there's always an instructor or a mentor, like you mentioned, uh, or somebody guiding you along that way. And that's a goal that you have for yourself is to become one of those guides. Yes. How would you motivate somebody that is new to security forces to follow you and, and to take on that training? I think the biggest thing that motivated me was knowing that you have an outlet or a source, somebody to talk to when you're brand new. It's it's a scary situation coming in where you know nobody, you're not 
wanting to speak up, take those opportunities, knowing that you have somebody to talk to and that you have resources there available. Um, that's probably my biggest thing and something that I want to pass on as a motivator and a mentor. Awesome. Um, going along, you're, you're a busy bee, Lily, and you've got a full-time job in Rogers with their police department, and they're super supportive of you serving in the military. You've got your military career where one week in a month or, you know, some weeks out of the year to train, uh, you put on a different uniform and you come out with us and, and wear camouflage. Where have you traveled since joining our, our uh, unit here in Minneapolis and St. Paul? Um, not a lot yet. Hopefully, um, in the near future that will, that will change. Um, being with the unit for such a short period of time, um, we've done a trip to Camp Ripley. We've done our, um, yearly, uh, two week and two weeks in the summer, uh, training. Um, hopefully a trip to Colorado next time, uh, this coming May. Um, but other than that, I have not had that opportunity yet, but that is something I'm looking forward to. Still new in your career. And when you go out to Colorado, you're not just going out there to, you know, go skiing with your, your friends in the guard. It's a different type of trip, isn't it? It is. It's, uh, it's a great opportunity where you're working on the, um, Air Force Academy out there, working your job with active duty personnel, um, kind of seeing the different side of how a guard base, uh, works from an active duty base. Yeah. What an awesome opportunity. And you get to see some places around the country that you wouldn't normally see. Um, Lily, you are a self-proclaimed kind of outdoors person. You like to be out. You also have three dogs, right? I do. They're a handful. (laughs) (laughs) I I can imagine. How do you balance a a full-time job, uh, a part-time job in the Air National Guard, and then uh, making sure you have enough time for yourself? Do you feel like you keep all that in balance? I do. I have a great um, network at home that, you know, helps when needed, gets you through the tougher days. Um, And then just being able, like you said, have time for yourself is probably the biggest thing, being able to take Take the time, do what you enjoy on your off time, making sure that you're spending time with your important people in your life while still being able to balance your professional careers. Yeah, that's um, that's good advice and keeping things in balance. It always does take kind of a kind of a village. You had that initial conversation with your folks about joining the military. And, you know, for so many people uh, younger than you, Lily, that's one of those things is, I'm going to go on this big adventure. I'm going to do something bigger than myself. I'm going to go serve the country. Uh, but having that conversation with the people that care about us and worry about our safety all through our young lives, that's tough. How are your parents with your service now? Have they learned also about uh, what you what make you tick? Have they seen a change in you? I think so. I think they've definitely noticed the... Um, discipline that it is instills in you um being able to manage all sorts of um different things from your civilian life to your military life being able to keep everything in balance as well as um being able to still take care of yourself um i think they've definitely noticed the me growing up as a person and becoming a little more responsible yeah lily are you uh Obviously, you're going to plan on sticking around with the Air National Guard. Are you planning on uh, making this a career? 
I don't know yet. Everything is kind of up in the air for me. I definitely love it. Um, I don't see a reason not to. And the great thing is you get to make that choice here in about four short years, right? <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And no matter what, the, the fact that you've, you've chosen to serve and, uh, and taken that big step, uh, you get to take away a lot of good life lessons. But on top of that, uh, we've gotten a chance to, uh, to grow and learn from uh, a good person like you that chose to serve. Is this something that you would recommend for other people? And what would you recommend as, as the big highlight of military service, Lily? Absolutely. It is something that I recommend. Um, but of course it falls back on that person to really take a look in the mirror and, um, see if that's right for them. But, you know, I'm one of those people who it would be a good resource to send you in the right direction, connect you to the right people to get you on the right track, get the ball rolling. Um, one of the biggest highlights for me is being able to still have a life on the outside still being able to do things um, that me was the biggest thing was being joining the guard versus active duty is being able to still have your life on the outside was the big highlight for me. Um, and I think that's a great benefit that the guard offers. Fantastic. I've been speaking with Airman First Class Lily Valvidia, and uh, she is a member of the 133rd Airlift Wings Security Forces Squadron where she provides security and law enforcement capabilities on the base. And she's also a uh, apprentice Rogers police officer. Did I get that right, Lily? Uh, yes. Okay, great. Lily, thanks so much for joining me on Beneath the Wing and sharing your first-year stories. Thank you, Chief, for having me. Absolutely. As always, thanks for joining me on Beneath the Wing, where those connected with the 133rd Airlift Wing, Minnesota Air National Guard, share their stories of strength and success. We will be releasing a new first-year story each Tuesday and Thursday throughout the month of February, March, and April. If you think you are someone whose story could be a part of our Wings family here in Minnesota and are seeking direction for your next step in life, or you know someone who is, please explore our opportunities at 133aw.ang.af.mil and share these podcasts. If you're outside our local area but are still interested in serving in the Air National Guard in your state or territory, goang.com will get you started. That's goang.com. As always, I'd like to thank our public affairs section, especially Amy Lovegren, for her post-production and release work. I've been your host, Wing Command Chief Master Sergeant Mark Lightbold.